Welcome to the Our Hunter Lives podcast. Uh, I'm David Taylor. Uh, Neil's a little bit under weather, so I'm joined by my uh, guest host, Brian John Laverty. You probably remember him from last week's podcast. He is uh, he is the, I guess, the entrepreneur or co-owner or owner of Parachills and Parathrills.com. Um, tonight, we are going to talk about urban legends. Urban legends are kind of stories, but then they kind of get real. So when we talk about them, I want to talk about how they kind of intertwine with, with the paranormal, because a lot of urban legends kind of get into horror or, you know, kind of scary type of things. So, um, you know, I also want to see how they kind of coexist with, uh, mythology. And also, um, there's a lot that are, that a lot of urban legends come from folklore also. And I want to, I want to understand why they are kind of passed down from generation to generation. So everybody, please welcome, uh, Brian, Brian, how are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So we're, we're going to kind of riff off each other like this. Um, this is kind of a, a kind of an obscure topic of a lot of paranormal people don't really talk about, but it's kind of in the back of the minds. I mean, you know, we have the story of, you know, Bloody Mary, if you say it three times in the mirror and then, you know, turn off the lights and then all of a sudden she appears and stuff like that. But we've got, uh, you know, we've got some ones that we want to talk about here. We've got the, the ones that are kind of like the worldwide phenomenon of known as the black eyed children or slender man. And we kind of have some local ones that we want to talk about of where you're at up in Toronto and I'm in North Carolina now. So there's a couple that are here we can talk about, but I also grew up in Philadelphia. So we'll be talking about those. So, um, let's start it out with kind of one of your local ones of like one you grew up with. What's the one that really like caught your eye? Oh, um, wow. There's, uh, like I told you earlier, there were a few, but there was one that I've always heard. Um, and I was always a little, um, and this is more connected to the paranormal. Um, this one is, um, in Toronto, um, and it's called a lady in red and meaning obviously a red dress. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, and she's, uh, in the, uh, local subway station. Um, and this part of the subway station has closed down. So it's closed. But I guess um, every so often the maintenance people go through this particular station. And this lady in red has been seen many, many times. Um, and there's no, there's, and I've done some research on this. There's, I couldn't find anything on why um, this lady's down there in the first place and why she's dressed in red is a little bit. So odd. is this. Is this like a closed off place? I mean, I know you, you, it's, it's an urban legend. So this is a closed off place from the public. So it used to be a stop and kind of like how New York subways are, or is it built on top of, of like a thing or is it just, nobody stops there anymore. Well, the thing is this particular station was more as an experiment and, uh, it never really, um, got busy in this particular station. So this, uh, I believe this station opened or this part of the station opened up in 1966 and never really flew. So they ended up closing it down. So is this just, um, 
did something happen or there's no correlation of why the lady in red is there? They just see somebody in the lady in red. That's the urban legend there. Well, it's funny because I, I, went, I read one report and it said that the woman actually, the, the person who saw this woman was a worker and they never, when they saw the woman, she had no, she had no legs and she had black eyes, but she was wearing a red dress. She had black eyes. She had black eyes. Do you know how old she was or, or does anybody it, say it, like, is it, she doesn't younger girl? Say, it doesn't say how old she was. And it's funny because you asked me that and I was searching for it today uh, because that was one story I wanted to tell you about. And they don't actually get, um, they, it's not really said anywhere on the approximate age she oh, was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird uh, with, with the black eyes because when we talk about black eyes, there's one that's kind of really big and there's, there's been a couple things about it and we can go into the black eyed children. Um, I know there are kind of uh, three instances that are kind of here in America. You know, um, there's been a couple in Texas and one in Portland, Oregon. And I can tell you about Portland, Oregon, because I'd lived there for about five years. And the only people that had black eyes were the homeless people walking around downtown. So, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, this one That's kind of really, for another day, right? Yeah. 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 Um, this one is really kind of, it's kind of creepy when, when you hear about it. Um, so what it would have said is they kind of, they kind of say they've been, seen around since the 1980s. Um, and what happens is these children come up to people and they're not in like, they're not like, you know, when you see an apparition or anything like that, they're not in, in their, you know, tattered clothes or anything like that. They're usually pretty dressed kind of well. And for the time, so in the eighties, I'm pretty sure it was, you know, a lot of neon or choose life shirts and stuff like that for, for how big wham was. And that's dating me right now. So <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it just says, you know, um, when you look at it, it says, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, they come up to the door, you know, and they ask to come in, they ask to use the phone, but there is no kind of like evidence that anything goes on with it, um, afterwards. So it's not like a, a demonic thing or anything like that. But, um, there is another story in 2014, uh, British, uh, British tabloid, the daily store ran, uh, three, um, three storage, uh, stories about it of alleged sightings of the black eyed children connected to a supposed, uh, connected to a sale of a haunted pud in Stratfordshire. Um, the people claimed, uh, that there was a, a shock and rise in sightings around the world. Um, a lot of people kind of think these people are aliens, ghosts, or, um, it says possibly vampires. What's your kind of take on this? And let's kind of riff on this a little bit. Cause I don't know what I would do if I saw a black eyed kid at my door asking to use my phone. <laughs> Well, I know one thing I'd be doing is closing the door. Yeah. And then maybe I, I would be thinking maybe it's the uh, the end of the world because when I was a kid, we used to get the Jehovah Witnesses um, oh, okay. at our door all the time. And, you know, maybe the apocalypse finally came. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I have to be honest, like when it comes to this, uh, this particular type of urban legend, um, Again, I think it's one of those things where somebody saw something that they didn't really see, and then it just led on to something else. Because when I think of this, did you ever see the movie The Omen? 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking the newer version of the Omen because they did bring out a newer version and they had the black guy children. In oh, okay. That movie. So, um, again, you were talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the sightings in, um, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting. Is it connected to, um, aliens? They also say it might be connected to vampires or ghosts. Yeah. It's possible, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's where, where it comes into really the weird part of, you know, when, when there are sightings of, of the black eyed children, um, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, correlated with sightings of UFOs or anything like that. Or the research I've done doesn't say like, if it was over Texas, you know, there, uh, there wasn't like a mass sighting or anything like that. Okay. And a lot of times, I mean, and you can kind of put this together a little bit of when you, when you look at the, at the, you know, when you talk about the grays, you know, of, of the aliens that usually kind of are, are said to make contact with people, they're smaller you know, they have larger eyes and the eyes are black. So whether they're, you know, kind of using a humanoid type of body or something like that, I'm not sure. And maybe this is a way that they make contact with, with, with humans or things like that. Um, but the stories really kind of stop there. Like, you know, if you tell them to go away, they go away and there's no, uh, other thing, other, kind of like stories of, oh, then the children started, you know, slamming the door and <laughs> coming in and breaking. Well, it. that's a little embellished by TV ratings kind of. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And that's, that's where you kind of get into creepy pasta and things like yeah. that of, yeah. of yeah. you know, there, there's just stories upon story and you're like, well, I don't know where that is, but that's a really kind of, kind of a scary urban legend. It kind of, kind of reminds me like, when somebody is asking for the telephone, it reminds me of, um, and I don't know if, if you had this in Canada, I'm sure you did, but you know, when the babysitter is, is home and it's late at night and somebody keeps calling and, and, you know, they're saying, have you checked on the kids and things like that? And she's like, no, and hangs up and she's not anything. And, and what movie you know, was that again? It was a movie. Um, I forget which movie it was, but it, it's, it's always an urban legend. You know, yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, you know, this happened yeah. in our town and, you know, and then, you know, she calls the police and saying, Hey, this creep is calling me. And then she finally answers and the, and the cop says the calls are coming from in the house. And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> wasn't, so, uh, wasn't uh, I think there was a movie with Drew Barrymore that, uh, Oh, you mean scream? One, yeah, scream? Scream. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a play on it. Yeah. That's, that's yes, a total play yes, on it. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's creative. For me personally, if I saw it, like I said, if I saw that, um, I would have, in order for me to believe it, I would have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things of, of, you know, I don't know, but if you see it though, man, (laughs) you know, like in our investigating, we've, we've seen some stuff and, and we've experienced some stuff, but you know, it just gets to that creepy point of, you know, when kids are in, in a horror or something like that, it just gets even worse. <laughs> it's just really well, for me. You know, it's funny because I know that article you did send me today, mm-hmm. they were saying that they were talking about it in the tabloids. Now, when I think of tabloids, I think of, you know, <laughs> the globe. Remember the globe? Tabloid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think of those kind of things. So, so when I read it comes from the tabloid, <laughs> I was going, okay, come on. So, and there's, yeah. and you know what? I think, I think personally, I've heard a lot of different stories about the black eyed children. 
And I think it's great. I think it's great to have those urban legends out there because it keeps things moving. It keeps things flowing and it keeps people interested. Yeah. But yeah. I think what I think but the problem with them sometimes is over time they get embellished. Yeah. And um, they grow into something that really was never supposed to grow into. Now, is the person that originally saw this, I think it was back in 2012. Um, yeah. Was it 2012, I think it was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2012, yeah. It says here, um, Brian Bethel told a story on reality TV uh, series, Monsters and Mysteries in America. And then he wrote up a follow-up article uh, at the Aberdeen uh Reporter News, I think I'm butchering that name. Sorry about that. Abilene um, but, or Abilene? Uh, Abilene, Abilene, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I have dyslexia, so sometimes I can't oh, it's okay. uh, read it's these okay. things and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but he stands by his belief. He says it's legitimate. So, but with that, it, it kind of goes in like, you know, urban legend stories. I mean, Bigfoot is kind of an ur- urban legend. There is evidence, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. you know, you can go into the Patterson Gimli film about it, mm. um, yeah. you know, and there, there are other things that go on with it, but it's kind of like, I kind of well, see it. Yeah. So you're getting into the Bigfoot thing. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. But this Bigfoot's been seen all over the world. So there yeah, must true. be a bunch. True. And, yeah, yeah uh, that's true. Because that's- there's been a lot of sightings in Calgary. Yeah. And um, so either this thing really knows how to wander the world or there seems to be a bunch of them. But again, I always find it funny when people are taking pictures or video. It always seems very, very pixelated. Yes. And you never really get a straight um, – uh, picture or a clear picture or a clear video of it. So it always makes me wonder if it really does exist. I think personally, I think it did exist at one point in this world, but I, um, for myself, I just don't think it does any, any more, but yeah. And that's, that's a whole another ball of wax yeah. that we can get into for, yeah. for a different time. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when you look at the black eyed children, I, I kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. And I, I guess I kind of went off on a rant with, with the Bigfoot thing. And I guess it's kind of apples and oranges. I guess my, my point was, is, is I just need to see a picture of it. You know, if, exactly. if there's a black eyed kid out there and they're knocking on doors and asking for, uh, for, for you use their phone. I mean, we can look at any, you know, media site and somebody can get their phone up and take a picture, you know, as, as soon as something's starting, <laughs> they can take a picture of this black well, kid and slam the door. Yeah, in its face. Well, see, the, the problem with today though, in today's world, um, you can put a picture in photo editing and like uh, Photoshop or something like that. And you can create that now. And, it takes one person to believe it, to trickle down the 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 road and to somebody believing it and yeah. it for it to be possible. So yeah, I think true. with everything, um, when it comes to le- urban legends, you have to take everything with a grain of salt in some way. Yeah, and that's where it gets into like uh, something I want to talk about uh, with like the mythology part of it. Um, you know, when, when we read about mythology and the great Greek gods or the Roman gods or the Egyptian gods and things like that, were, were they the great urban legends of their time? You know, obviously they were believed in things like that. Um, you know, we can read, you know, uh, hieroglyphics or, you know, um, 
records kept by the Romans and things like that. But my point is, is these great stories were passed down and passed down and passed down. And that's where I think the, the great thing of urban legends of, you know, trying to scare your kids or a great, uh, you know, ghost story around a campfire is really good, you know, with, with like folklore and, and things like that. I just think it's a really good way to tell stories, but unfortunately sometimes it does get blown out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's, yeah. yeah. And I, and I agree. And like I said, in, and I agree with you on that. And like I said that earlier, but I think there's always truth to something. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when it comes to the mythology and all those, those had have come from somewhere. And I if and if correct me if I'm wrong, please, but these are the type of things they wrote down and they either drew or yeah. uh, in their particular language. Now, were they making it up? I don't think so. No, I don't think so no. at all. And I, I really think there was a lot of things wandering this world back then that don't exist now. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And I sure. think it's, I think it's cool. You know, I really, I, I loved reading some of those stories and uh, learning about different things when it comes to mythology. I'm nowhere near being an expert on it. No. And I would never claim to be, but it's definitely interesting sometimes when, when you're reading up on something. So let me ask you a question. We had, we had a really good urban legend here in the States, uh, about Halloween candy. Did you ever have like a Halloween candy, like urban legend up in Canada? Cause the one that was here in the States is that, um, you know, people would try to drug or poison the candy or put like razor blades and apples and stuff like that. And with the research I did on that, there were only about like five, five or six cases of where something actually happened with the children's candy and things like that. And then it came down to, I think four out of the five cases where a member of the family was the one who actually did it to the child and things like that. And what it was is, um, what it was is that um, basically my parents actually believed in this so much that when I would get home with my candy, they would actually like, look at the packages, make sure there weren't any, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, holes in it and stuff like that. So, um, I had you know. one. Oh, do, do you? Yeah. I, had okay, one. Yep. I, um, uh, I don't know where I got it from, but see, I was the type of kid that would go around the neighborhood. Okay. And then I'd come back, dump all the candy that I collected. And then I would go to other neighborhoods. And I got a, I got an apple with a needle in it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's scary, man. And when I pulled the apple out and thank God, my, I, I asked my mother if she could cut it and she cut it and all of a sudden the knife stopped and a needle slipped out of the, the apple, the head of it. And somebody actually put a needle in an apple. Wow. So that is definitely not an urban legend. That is the truth that's happened to me. Okay. That, yeah. that's really kind of scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, that never happened to me. It was just, you know, and so, wow, I, I really don't know what to say. That. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> well, thank God I didn't eat it. I know. <laughs> thank God right. I asked my mother to cut it up. Right. But, uh, no, that's a, and you know, it's funny because I, I'd, I'd heard that happen to a few kids, um, uh, over a few year period. And, um, um, my mother was actually going to call the police mm -hmm. 
And um, she asked me where I got it from. And, you know, I used to go to like 100 to 200 houses in a night. How the hell am I going to remember where I picked up an apple from? Yeah. And she was the type of, well, an apple's an odd thing to get. You think you would remember? How I go, well, no, not really. You? Because there was a guy on the street that used to give toothbrushes away. So... <laughs> How disappointed were you on Halloween when you got an apple or a box of raisins? <laughs> so well, the funny thing is, he, he well, the reason he gave toothbrushes away, and he uh, gave toothpaste too. Okay, and um, he was a dentist. <laughs> Did he have his label on there? So after he ate all the candy, actually, you go funny to- you say that because he had his name on the toothbrush. <laughs> you know what? That's actually really smart, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. not too bad. Actually, um, he was a really nice guy, too. He was, he was super nice. I never went to him for to get my yeah. teeth done. He was yeah. a great guy. Well, you got a you got a free toothbrush once a year. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it was the crap one because he would give oh. the soft. I prefer the medium or the hard. He would give the okay. soft one. Then it's like it's like you're brushing your teeth and like you're feeling the plastic from the end of the uh, the bristle. It's like who uses soft? <laughs> Cats and dogs, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's not a ur- ur- urban legend debunked because because Brian got a needle and an apple. That yeah. that's crazy. Was yeah. was that the only instance that you heard in ca- in Canada, or was that just um, the only time, or just you, you understand what I'm saying? Where yeah, of course. Is. Yeah. There was uh, there was a story, and I can't remember the full story about it, but I think. Um, somebody had, excuse me, somebody had uh, rat poison around um, a candy, an open candy. And the, um, I don't remember the full story on this, but I do remember this. It was actually on the news. Um, and um, there was like a powder on an open candy and we couldn't, they couldn't figure it and they didn't touch it. Well, in fact, they had it analyzed they went as far as to find out what it was and it was like rat poison that's 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 scary us canadians are not as great as you think you are think we are actually (laughs) okay (laughs) i won't Uh, i won't exaggerate i won't elaborate on that any more than i need to as as we digress down into the the black abyss of halloween candy let's uh let's kind of move it back to um kind of like where I grew up. So I grew up in, in Philadelphia, um, the city of brotherly love. Um, and our kind of thing, it, it kind of coexisted with uh, South Jersey. So Philadelphia is right across the street from, or right across the river from, uh, Camden, New Jersey, South Jersey, Haddonfield, Collingswood, Audubon, uh, all those great places. So let's talk the Jersey devil. Have you ever heard of the Jersey devil? I am not familiar with the Jersey oh, Devil. The wow. only devil I know is uh, the New Jersey Devils. Well, and that I'm figuring is, that's where they got the name. That from. is what the team is named after. Um, so the Jer- Jersey Devils is a really, really kind of interesting story. When when you kind of kind of kind of talk about it, it's in the Pine Barrens. So when people think of New Jersey, they think of North Jersey with all of the oil refineries and gas places and things like that. South Jersey is actually a really big farm state and has uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, pine forests, you know, natural pine forests in in the world. And it's called the Pine Barrens. Um, and in the, yeah, the Quakers, I think the Quakers are the ones that, that settled in there. And, and then when I was growing up, uh, we were told never to go in the Pine Barrens because you get kidnapped by the Pineys. 
So uh, apparently like they're by the Pineys. The Pineys live there. That's a problem. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were really there. So I think I think that was kind of uh, an urban legend, also, because mm-hmm. you know I didn't know of any um, backwoods people that lived in the Pine Barrens. So okay, <laughs> off of the Atlantic City Expressway to get to the shore <laughs> somehow. That's um, crazy. But so when we get back to Jersey Devil here, um, it's also known as the Leeds Devil because. Let's see. Um, Mother Leeds is what what she's called. I forget her first name, but she had given uh, birth to 12 children. Um, And what had happened is on, she had got pregnant another time. And um, so she was giving birth to her 13th child. And then she had, uh, what is said is that she had cursed and cried out of frustration and, cur- and cursed this child. Um, and she said that uh, the child would be the devil. And it's kind of weird, number 13, devil, things like that. Um, so in 1735, uh, she was in labor and her and her friends, and it was a stormy night. Of course, it's always a stormy night on these of urban legends. Is, yeah. you know? And uh, so her friends gathered around her and... Um, her 13th child was uh, born with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. A forked tail. Um, it was growling and screaming. Uh, it says it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney, uh, flying up the chimney, and heading into the pines. <laughs> so, so that is that is a very strange thing, but here's, here's kind of where it kind of comes into play with this urban legend. And I'll, I'll get more into it. Cause, um, there's, there's a full story that, that my family's kind of connected to this a little bit. Um, okay. so the leads were, were really predominant, um, family in New Jersey and Ben Franklin was, uh, in Philadelphia, obviously. Um, and so, uh, Ben Franklin used to publish an almanac. I think it was the poor man's almanac or, or something like that. I forget what it is. And um, the husband of, of Mrs. Leeds um, also, uh, Daniel Leeds also pu- published a uh, almanac. But what he was doing is he was using astrology and star signs and different peg- pagan things like that. And so Ben Franklin and him kind of had competing almanacs and what happened is Ben Franklin uh, said that the leads were monsters. So mm. this is this is where things get get passed down and passed down and passed down yeah. and passed down. Um, and so then it comes to to my family, and I don't know if this was a scary story that my grandfather used to tell, but uh, he told he told me that he saw the Jersey Devil once. <laughs> I was, okay. I was okay. going down to the shore, you know, and I think it was just something to try to scare me, or yeah. you know, maybe you know, calm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you just, yeah, you know, David, I was I was going down on the shore when I was younger, and the Jersey Devil just you know kind of flew out, and you know, because it he didn't say it was like you know, huge or anything like, like a Mothman or, or anything like that. But he said, you know, he said, I was pretty scared, you know, and I'd go to head and, you know, horns and things like that. So it's just weird how one of our forefathers is kind of, uh, in America is kind of, uh, connected to, to where the uh, Jersey devil, um, kind of came from. So it's, it's an interesting story. If you ever drive through the Pine Barrens, you can understand, um, it is a very thick forest and okay. maybe something could, could, uh, you know, live in there, 
but I don't think it's a devil. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a devil. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a devil. But um, again, um, and like I was saying earlier, it sounds like it's one of those things that um, something was told and it just traveled into 15,000 different directions and became yeah. this story. Yeah. And I don't know. I, yeah, you're driving down the shore and turn the lights off and, you know, in your car and, and you're trying to see the Jersey devil or something like that. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because when you're talking about it, the story uh, about the forest, I think that was more along the lines of parents and adults didn't want their children to go in there to get lost. And Absolutely. you never know what's lurking in the forest either. Absolutely. Um, and something real, like I don't know if there's bears or anything like that up in. Yeah, there are. In there are the black bears. So yeah. black bears, there you go. Yeah. So I think that's more along the lines of your parents wanting to, wanting you not to go into uh the forest by yourself, but yeah, kids, we yeah. Was, was there, is there, is there any other local, local ones in Toronto that, that you kind of had fun with or, or no? Um, <laughs> well, there's many, uh, there's many, <laughs> there's many. Well, you know what? I, there's another story. Um, and if somebody knows, um, Toronto and I'm sure there, some of your listeners are going to know this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to get to the actual story, but um, the actual story is now Toronto has like separate districts, okay, okay, in it. So we have like Chinatown, we have like Great Town, and and but this is uh, a part of Toronto is called the Cabbage Town. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with it. You've been to Toronto a few times, right? I have, but I don't think I've ever been to Cabbage Town. Okay. So please. So the story goes back in 1978, um, a man um, who had a cat, um, his cat got out of the house and he went running after the cat and the cat went down this hole behind his home and it ended up him looking into this hole and realizing it was a tunnel. Okay. Now, I guess with further research, there are supposedly tunnels throughout toronto and especially down in the cabbage town area and um so the cat went down there he went to go get his cat and all of a sudden something came up to him and it was like from what the story was told it's about three feet it looks like a it looks like a monkey but it's also got alien features to it (laughs) yeah and (laughs) So, wow. So Sorry. what ended up, and this thing talked to him. Okay. Okay. I think uh, I might be wrong on this, mm-hmm. but it actually said, get the hell out or something along that lines. Now, obviously he told a couple of neighbors uh-huh. and it ended up traveling to a reporter. Oh, okay. So the reporter came to his house after finding out how, you know, finding this guy and where this story generated from. Um, So they actually went to this part or where this cat went down. They actually went down the hole. So you could, you could actually get down in there. Yeah. You could actually get down in the hole. I guess it was, you had to kind of, you know, try to get yourself in. It wasn't like it was a big hole. Yeah. Just like spurlunking or something like. Yeah. So they went down the hole and, um, 
I guess the real sad part about that they actually found a cat and it's it would say his bones mm-hmm. uh, of the cat because it was a year later, obviously. But um, they never saw it. They never saw it again. But this guy swears up and down. He knows what he saw and he would never lie about something like that. And that's the story about this. So total, total upstanding citizen, you know, never said anything like this or anything like that. Because the reporter went to other neighbors to ask about this individual and they all said he was a great guy. He wouldn't make up stories. If this happened, this happened. Wow. Wow. So what is a, like a little monkey alien type thing doing in a tunnel? Now, now I will tell you, I've tried to find this tunnel. Okay. Um, and because I kind of have an idea, I know where it is, but it's been supposed it's been covered okay. um, because over the years people were going into the tunnel, and these tunnels are so long you could actually get lost. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a scary thing of yeah. you know not I mean it's almost like a Hansel and Gretel you know tale of make sure that you mark your way back so you can get out you know, or to, you know, kind of, uh, say a, a, a new show of the upside down or something. So you don't know how to get out. I don't, I don't want to say the show's name cause I don't want to get in trouble. So. <laughs> well, I will, I want to tell another one because I got another one that I think is really interesting. It's not on the monster type of side. It's okay, on the yeah. UFO. It's on the UFO side. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So they're the great lakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the great lakes. Yeah. Hopefully you know the Great Lakes. I know a lot of I know a lot of Americans don't know a lot of history about Canada. Okay. And which is fine, you know. <laughs> but um Lake Ontario. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is real or this is, you know, the urban legend or if it's somebody saw something they didn't really see. Um, but I guess under Lake Ontario, there is supposedly something built for alien chips. Yes, I've heard about this. There's supposedly an alien base underneath Lake Ontario. And hasn't the Canadian Navy also seen these ships come out of the water there? Yes. Yeah. And people. So people are actually, and where, I don't know if you know much about the Toronto or the GTA, but if you've ever heard of Mississauga. Yeah, yeah. I guess there were people at the water in Mississauga by a hydro plant that's there. And they actually saw a ship go into the water. Yes. Yes. I, I and it never resurfaced. It never resurfaced. There was never a, resurfaced. there was a video that just came out, um, the last couple of weeks here in, uh, well, not in the States, but it was in Hawaii and they watched a, uh, a blue orb of some sort just, come down from the sky and the people that were filming it followed it. And they obviously in Hawaii can only go so far sometimes. And they got right, the right to where, where the beach was and it was right in the water and then went underneath. So yeah, those, those, so that would be a USO, right? Yeah. On a, an unidentified submergible object or, or well, what are they calling them? I think they're, aren't they calling them uh, UPOs now? Yeah, yeah, unidentified uh, flying phenomena, or yeah. or something like that. So yeah. that that is that's kind of scary. So do a lot of people go 
go there to kind of check it out? Is it almost like Loch Ness of, of, you well, know, I think they it's one of those stories that I think it's one of the, sorry for cutting you off there. I think oh, it's one of those stories that's kind of been, um, that's kind of disappeared. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not really talked about as much as it was in the earlier days. Uh, but, um, because people had saw it, I think it was the eighties where this was seen a lot more than it is today. Um, you think it now, was suppressed? Do you think it was suppressed? Yeah. And I also, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think, uh, over time it's been shut down a lot by a lot of, uh, government people and, um, people in the Mississauga area and the Toronto area have really sh- tried to shut it down. Now, I have to be honest. I'm one of those people that is on on the side of believing something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. And because there's too many people that have talked about it, and they're all saying the same thing. Now, did they really see it? I don't know. But if I have if I have ten people, and nine of them are saying the same thing, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to say of, of, you know, uh, when, when there's that many witnesses to, to one thing and, and one person says, no, I didn't see it. It, Come on, man. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty simple. And that seeing something like that, it doesn't go into UFOs, but we have something similar to, to that, uh, in, um, in North Carolina, it's called the Brown mountain lights, um, up in the mountains. Um, and, what happens there is is kind of strange lights kind of come up and flash and things like that and this is this is not an urban legend either this is this is for for real um you know they've been documented and uh and photographed and videotaped and everything like that so if anybody wants to check out the brown mountain lights you know you can probably go on youtube or any any type of, of just typing into your Google machine and see what happens. But, um, uh, they say that, uh, these lights are the spirits of ghost maidens looking for fallen loved ones, uh, after the battle of the Cherokee and the Kabata. Uh, but, Oh, also, uh, they say that might be linked to aliens and UFOs also. So I stand mistaken. So, um, so yeah, uh, Neil and I actually, um, he, uh, he knows somebody who lives up by there and we are actually planning a trip to go up there and just kind of hang out and, and see what we can see like that. So that'll be a really kind of cool investigation. Have you ever thought of just kind of hanging out at like Lake Ontario, like for a day or two, like a weekend and just setting up camera to see if anything, anything comes out of the water? You know, it's after reading more about it today, I'm definitely interested, but I will tell you when I was a child, a lot of things happened to me when I was a child. I have massive amounts of stories when I was a child. And um, <laughs> um, I actually saw a UFO when I was a child. Okay. And um, it was, um, and a lot of other people in the, my neighborhood saw it too. And it was um, covering the whole um, part of that part of the street. It was that large. Wow. And it was that close to the ground. Um, and unfortunately everybody who was reporting it was basically called a liar, um, in the neighborhood and we were making it up, but we actually saw it and it was, um, it it was almost like one of those things where you could reach out to touch it. Okay. That's how it was. And it was huge. That's like really close, dude. That's like, yeah. And 
month? This happened when I was about seven years old. Okay. And I was actually sleeping at the time. Okay. And I heard somebody scream. I got out from my bed to look out my back window and there it was. That's scary. Did anything actually come of that afterwards? Like, like, did you think like maybe you were visited in any way? I don't know if I was, I wouldn't say I was visited. It was almost like it was just here. It was there for a moment and then it disappeared. Um, we did end up having the, the cops come mm-hmm. and uh, came to a lot of part of the neighborhood and basically um, they were looking at us like we were aliens. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and yeah, that, uh, that happened. Um, I was, I lived in Arizona for 30 years and I was one of, one of the, uh, people who, um, saw the Phoenix lights and, you know, that was tracked from Tucson all the way up to Phoenix. Um, it was a massive craft. Um, that was over South mountain. Um, my wife was going to school at ASU at the time and in our apartment, uh, right in our back bedroom, there was a huge bay window that we used to keep up until we not open, but you know, uh, the curtains weren't closed or anything like that. Um, and then it was just there. I mean, it was going on the news and you know, everybody was like, what are these things? And he saw it. And then, you know, one by one, they went out. Everybody's seen the videos, you know, if you're into paranormal UFOs and things like that. And, you know, the next day, you know, they came out and said they were flares because there is a, uh, you know, a firing range for, for the Air Force on the other side of the mountains. And if you've ever been in the military, if you've ever seen a flare that is released from a, whether it be a chafe or, or you know, just a, a combat flare that's coming down, they usually float down and they kind of swing a little bit. Um, so yeah, it was a big thing, but then it came out even, even Fice Symington, who was the, uh, the governor at the time, you know, we came in with, uh, you know, a guy dressed up as an alien handcuffed and things like that made fun of it. And he, he actually has recently come out, come out in one of the documentaries when they, they talked to him and said that he was told to cover it up. So yeah, when, when you talk about UFOs and you have mass sightings like that, it just, it kind of gets a little annoying sometimes when, uh, they, you know, kind of suppress the, the information or call you stupid or you didn't see anything. So it's kind of the exact same thing as being a paranormal investigator. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get it all the time, you know, like, well, I always like it when they give you the look of what the hell's wrong with you? Like, do you believe in that stuff? Like really? And uh, you know, when you show them your evidence and uh, I show them a picture, I show them a video um, I'm not so stupid after that, am I? So, you know, but, um, again, uh, UFOs to me, um, I believe they exist. And I believe, um, I was told the other day by a friend of mine that there's going to be something released in June. I think it is June or May. That's going to tell us what's really going on with area 51. Wow. And what's really cool. going on with uh, aliens and what's really going on if we're going to be invaded. Um, they're going to release that information from what I understand. Um, I hope so. I, I hope so. Too. Did you hear that? I haven't heard anything on that. I'm, I'm more kind of on the paranormal tip and keep 
keep a close ear to it. I don't have my ear to the ground on, on UFOs. Um, I was widely surprised, uh, in 2017 when they released, uh, when they released the, the fighter jet, um, videos, um, you know, of ones off the East coast and one ones off the West coast, hmm. um, you know, and still, and still, and still with, you know, F 18 super Hornets that can fly, you know, at, 700 miles an hour sustained and then when they put the afterburners on you know fly at uh, Mach point 1.8 um they couldn't even keep up with these things you know and, yeah, yeah. and the, you know the pilot said it came down from sixty thousand, you know feet to 200 feet and stop and just was going across the water so with 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 what you were saying of of that in the videos and kind of what what the rhetoric here is with uh, some of the government officials um yeah they're they're releasing stuff more and more and more and you know if you listen to some certain po- podcasts um they have some people on saying yeah there's there's going to be a big dump of information that's going to come pretty soon because people are wondering you know what 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 were what were our best fighter jets looking at and why were why was their their radar scrambled and why could they outmaneuver them because it's nothing i've ever seen you know well what i get tired about is the the governments across the world um my personal opinion on this for some reason i don't i don't know why they think this of us but they think we're stupid and Mm -hmm. They don't sure. think we're seeing what we're really seeing, and we are. And I understand you want to cover it up. You don't want to, uh, people to get, you know, uh, all these people in mass hysteria and stuff like that. But I don't think the government gives people enough respect and understanding that, okay, if it's happening, it's happening, and we're able to accept it. And there's not a lot we can do about it in the first place. Yeah, it's you know, it's just one of those things with, with UFOs or, or, you know, whatever you want to talk about with that of, of sometimes I, I just think if, if it was going to be a massive attack or something like that, or if it was going, or if it's not going to be friendly people, then why have we waited since Roswell to tell us about it? You know, I, I don't know. Exactly. You know, it's just, exactly. what was the, what was the biggest, um, since we're kind of talking about UFOs and it's kind of cool, what was the biggest, um, what was, let me, let me rephrase this. What was the biggest thing, biggest UFO, like kind of crash or something like that in Canada? What is, is it the Ontario one that we were talking about or does Canada have a Roswell? Um, as far as I know from the information or research that I've done, we don't really have a Roswell and I don't think we've ever really had a, uh, crash that I know of. Um, but the only really stories that I have is the, the story that I told you earlier. Mm -hmm. And then the story off of, uh, Lake Ontario, I I know about six months ago, uh, somebody put something up on TikTok that it looked like an, it was like an alien aircraft flying over Toronto. Um, but, um, to me, it looked more like a satellite, but, um, it's hard to tell. You never know. You never uh, but know. Um, I keep my I keep an open mind. But I don't think we've ever really had a crash that I've heard of. Okay. Um, and I try to keep my ear to the ground on on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But other than that, that's all that I've heard about it. And obviously, we get the odd sighting here and there. But I always find that Canada doesn't have a large amount of sightings when it comes to UFOs. I find that it's mostly UK and the States that yeah. are getting. Now, I understand the States getting it because, you know, the way the States are, I think the aliens are going to go after them first. But you're getting the, you know, the, the, the circle fields or the fields of, you know, you're getting those shapes and weird shapes and stuff like that in the fields in the UK. But I really honestly think the if we get hit, the states are going to be hit first. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna try. We'll try to defend ourselves. We've got yeah. all the guns in the world, so you know we'll, we'll try. <laughs> um, so getting get, so there's no way if it happens. If it happens, there is no way we're going to be able to protect ourselves from it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to be like that lady in uh, who's standing with a sign on top of the building in that one movie. (laughs) We love you. We accept you or something along that line. It's just machines going to come around and just pick us up. Here you go. Your (laughs) food. It's going to do one of two things. It's either going to blast us or it's going to pick us all up and take us to a better world. I really don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. So getting back to urban legends, we we kind of went off on a rant there, but it was fun. It was fun to go that way. No, no, it was great. I mean, we're we're both kind of into it, so it was fun. Um, Let's get into one that actually kind of ended in like a sad story. And I, I don't want to end the podcast on a sad story, but it's kind of how urban legends kind of come to fruition through little kids. Let's talk about the Slender Man. Um, Slender Man's really kind of scary. When I when I first saw it online, uh, when I was reading Creepypasta and stuff like that, it was it was very frightening to see a figure kind of, you know, that tall, you know, faceless, you know, emotionless you know, wearing a black suit, um, you know, claiming that he has a mansion and, you know, you can become part of his, his, you know, group or be a minion for him if you do some things for him. And in my paranormal investigating, um, I've seen, I've seen one thing that it did not resemble the Slender Man, but it was as big as the Slender Man. Um, and it was, I kind of describe it, um, it, it kind of was very similar to a mascot of a rock band that starts, well, I'll just say the name Iron Maiden. I, I don't think we'll get in trouble. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking that too, actually. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was that big and it was in one of the closets of the house that we were investigating and where things was, things were getting very chaotic. And the reason I kind of, uh, quote the the mascot is because when it when i was looking outside of 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 the closet it was bending down and kind of looking up like that um so it really freaked me out and we've had many battles since then but with slender man it just kind of seems really creepy of something like this that you know kind of goes after kids a little bit you know um did you have any problems with Slender Man or in your, 
in your um, investigations, did you have or hear anything about like a figure like Slenderman that we can kind of connect a little bit here? I mean, because that's what the one I was talking about is the only thing that I can compare to Slenderman of, of kind of how where these urban legends intertwine with the paranormal. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the first sighting of the Slenderman back in 2014, I think? Um, well, the stories were, yeah, um, you know, it was it, it was kind of written about in 2009. And okay. then the, they, they were saying that there were sightings in 14. And then there was, um, in 2014, there was a big panic that happened uh, up in Wisconsin. And unfortunately, um, there was and a near fatal. Yeah, there's a near fatal stabbing of a 12 year old girl because, um, you know, a couple of the, uh, there were two girls that stabbed the girl. They stabbed her 19 times. Oh, wow. um, she did, she did survive. She did survive. And both of the girls were committed to mental institutions. And one of the girl's fathers also had some uh, mental problems, but, uh, they said, you know, they had to do it to pr protect their families and things like that. Um, there hasn't been any sightings of the Slender Man that I know of, so that's why I kind of um, I kind of wanted to intertwine this and not make it such a sad story of what I did see to compare it to the Slender Man. So with with you and what we talked about on our last podcast of you being able to see some things, have you seen anything like the Slender Man? No, I have not, but I know there has been a couple of sightings up here of a type of slender man. Um, now there has been a couple of videos on YouTube about the slender man, which I think it was faked obviously. And they just, because I believe there was a big video that ended up being a little bit of a series that was on YouTube by a by four or five guys that okay. said they were searching for the slender man. And I think they rolled with that and did a sighting up or they were trying to, uh, trying to make it seem like there was something up here. But me personally, no, I haven't seen anything like the Slender Man or how it's described. Now, I will tell you, I have seen something um, that um, has been tall and skinny. Now, I don't know if you would necessarily call that the Slender Man, yeah. but um, it was definitely um, a demonic entity that... Um, was not a very nice um yeah i was i was terrified i was terrified i uh i we were we were sitting down and and talking and and i started crying i was i was so scared like and like like i said man i'm 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 a big man and to see something like that actually really kind of rattles you to the core and you being able to see things and and you know like we discussed last week and and just you know being able to deal with those things it was it was the first time i i had to deal with that and you know um we were getting numbers you know six six and i i stopped it at that we were using the pendulum board and it was going and it said it wanted to punch me and attack me mm. um it changed my mood and things like that and this is kind of where it comes in like with the slender man too it also it seems like he's trying to make people do things for him instead mm -hmm. of like him doing them, you know, yeah. of, of like that, that puppet master, that, de the, that de demonic entity that's just kind of like in the background and kind of being the puppeteer or, you know, the chess master moving the pawns around. And it's really, it's a really scary story. Um, when you get to, when you get to what, what happened and things like that. Sorry. 
sorry. Now for this girl in uh, the fourteen-year-old, she was four, 12, yeah, 12, 12 years old. old. Yeah, and uh, it was in Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she actually claimed that it was the Slender Man that did yes. this. Yeah, she she was saying that she was seeing the Slender Man. Um, obviously, it was all over the internet that, at that time, and yeah. it, it, you know, hugely popular. Um, and she was saying that the Slender Man was going to hurt her family if she didn't do this. So, and this was a way for her and a friend to um, get into his mansion and be one of his. Uh, I forget the name that that was on there, but um, one of his. Um, I guess kind of minions, I guess I'll say, um, and to be with him and protect her family. So that's why she did it. Um, but they're both uh, in jail for at least yeah. 40 years. Well, again, I've heard, I've heard a couple of stories about it. My personal self, I haven't seen it, like I said earlier, but I have heard a few people who've had some sightings. Okay. Um, and that was out in the, I think, and, don't quote me on this. I think it was out in the Ottawa area. Um, and there was a video done on it. Now, I don't know if that was video was faked or they were just lying or anything like that, but, um, there's been a couple out here. Um, now if it's factual, who knows, who knows, who knows, yeah. you know, um, those things it's, it's, it, you know, you can go back to the old, you know, black magic of, of people willing stuff into existence, you know? So you don't, you don't know if that happens or not. I haven't researched any magic like that and I don't want to get into any magic like that to no, someone. Nor do I. But and, my question on that from that girl, is it possible? And I thought, and I was thinking about, to, I was thinking about this today after you, after I started reading that story about it. Is it possible that she was so traumatized in that event, something was created in her imagination that wasn't really there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, when when they were tried, they were they were both tried uh, under uh, I think it was insanity. Uh, don't quote me of that or anything like that. But yes, she had she had mental problems. So. Mm -hmm. That's what she, you know. She had latched on to something she saw on the internet, and and you know, thought it was real, and and went went to went to work. Unfortunately, her work was, you know, uh, the pain of of another child. You know, and yeah. luckily, she and that's died. what I thought when I was yeah. when I was reading it, um, because as a young child, you, it, anything could happen to you in a in a traumatic moment that or a dramatic moment. Yep. that um, um, something like that, uh, your your mind is going to create um, something in your brain that's actually not really there. And yeah, again, could it be one of those stories she was making it up to get out of trouble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of just, you know, maybe she was just a little bit off and wanted to hurt somebody. And and that was the local thing at the time of, you know, we can go back in the history of, you know, a rock music made me do it. Or, you know, you play your records backwards and the devil could speaking. could be a lawyer filling her head with stuff saying this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then it's just like crazy. You know, you, yeah. you laugh and I laugh too. But at the end of the day, it's always a possibility. Absolutely. It's always true. You it's know? always true. So, yeah. so. I, it's just... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's uh, I think it's um, even though that some of these stories are, you know, embellished and they go 
in different directions all the time. I think they're fascinating. Yeah, yeah and, that's, that's the whole reason for the show. I just yeah. think it's really really the deep dive that you can get into with these is just you can go down the rabbit hole so far with these things and it's just fascinating it really is and and it's almost like the story that i told you guys last week about uh i think i brought it up last week about the streaming tunnels yeah 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 and uh there's three possible stories that happened to this little girl that was killed there and are any of those stories right? Are they factual? Now there is somebody, there is something there for sure. But you know, at the end of the day, they're saying that this little girl was either you know uh, sexually assaulted, or she was set on fire, or she was killed by her father. There's like three or four possible wow. stories. Which wow. one is the right one, or are any of them right? And that's where, even though you investigated these places, that's where the urban legend of the story comes in. But, yeah. but you found out it was true. Yeah. You, well, you know what? The funny thing is about that, though. The yeah. funny thing about when I captured that EVP, it didn't sound like a little girl. It sounded like a woman. Wow. Hmm. So, you know, if you go back to that video and the, the title of that video or in the thumbnail, it says, she spoke to me. If you listen to it, it sounds like a grown woman talking. Now, is it one of those things where if it's if it's a bad if it's a bad energy, is it one of those things where it can manipulate into something else? Mm-hmm. Very true. Always a possibility, but yeah, it sounded absolutely. like a grown woman that was talking. It didn't sound like a little girl. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Something manipulating a bit. So we're we're going to kind of wrap up the podcast here. Um, uh-huh. I, I know I wanted to give you a chance to uh, plug your. Um, plug your whole empire that you have. So go ahead. My whole empire. Wow. That's, that's, that's good. I like that. The whole empire, <laughs> you know, it's funny um, uh, with pair of chills and pair of thrills. Um, it looks like we're bringing on um, Finland. I kind of saw that on Twitter. I liked it and retweeted. That's awesome, dude. That's and, really- uh, we are just getting to a point where, you know what, we're going to have to say, you know what? Yeah. Germany, yeah, we'll think about it. You know, <laughs> don't, don't Germany that you that you got Finland already. Yeah, and uh, and Germany might be on board also. Um, so. so I'm making fun of Germany. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of you. You're a wonderful country. Well, some parts are, but um, I've been to Germany. Um, some parts were great. Some parts not necessarily yeah. great. So, um, but <laughs> you know, it's just like with any other country. I know. You know. I know. Uh, you know, some parts of the States are great. North Carolina, uh, but uh, (laughs) no, I love North Carolina, but anyways, but, um, um, where was it going there? Oh yeah. Parachills and parathrills. Um, growing, um, as people know, a lot of people know that, uh, our live stream show starts on Sunday Awesome. and that will be our first show. So we're basically, our first show is going to be about, uh, what we're going to be talking about on future shows. Oh, awesome. And that's awesome. basically what it's going to be about. And okay. um, I got an, uh, um, I got, uh, I got, I, I think it's going to be great. Um, I got the trailer or I got the intro today, nice. which it looks amazing. And, uh, but um, with Hauntophobia, um, Hauntophobia is doing well. There's some things in the works with Hauntophobia that people don't know right now, but they will know probably by the end of the week. 
Um, but great things coming up for Hauntophobia. And um, obviously, you can find Hauntophobia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And well, you can find it on Facebook. I'm blocked right now, but you can find it on Facebook. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> Bad. But uh, yeah, the wonderful things coming up for Hauntophobia, as you're well aware, uh, awesome. David. So yes. yeah, it's awesome for you. We're we're very happy for you um, to let some people know with uh, with our haunted lives. Uh, obviously, you can find us podcasts on on Apple, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast, or anywhere that you um, listen or steal your podcast from. If you need to get in touch with us, uh, please contact us at uh, our haunted lives for you at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at our haunted lives, David. Um, you can also follow Neil at our haunted lives. Um, we will be doing a live stream, uh, after this comes out on Tuesday night at nine o'clock. And we also have a couple big things coming up, uh, for our haunted lives. So, uh, with that, I just want to ask people to do one more thing. If you are listening to please leave us a five-star review. It helps us get some sponsorships and our sponsorships go right back into our hotter lives. It helps us travel and buy new equipment. Um, so we can get better content out to you and more evidence, uh, that we can share with other people around the globe or the country or anything like that. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we have a pretty cool YouTube channel too. So, um, with that, Brian, thanks for co-hosting and stepping oh, no up. That was a lot of fun, dude. You're, you know what? You're a great guy. I, I, I really enjoy talking to you and I can't wait to get down to North Carolina to like totally collaborate with you guys. Got, um, I got lots of room here, man. Just me and my wife and my cat. So, <laughs> and an 85 inch screen TV. So <laughs> uh, what's the size? 85 inch. 85. Well, okay. Well, I'm definitely coming now. So you know. watch a couple of hockey games if I yeah, can at the absolutely. right time. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So. All right. Uh, so um, we will uh, see you next week. Uh, Brian, thank you again. And uh, we will, uh, we're going to set this up and get it out of here. So, Thank you guys. Have a great night and we will see you on the flip side.